Name. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that sound like some bees. That sound like Ricky Smiley, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this our version of 104.3. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I forgot about that conversation later. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, well, those are deep tracks, though. Hey, hey we're going we to play a couple of them. Listen, for real. Sorry, yo, now. I listen, bro. Right today, man. Well, listen, though, this is like a time stamp in my life, though. Like, I remember, bro, that stuff playing on the radio. Finna get ready to go to sleep with the one dub, you feel me? With right. the fan in that joint. Yeah. And it ain't no TV on. It ain't nothing but the radio. Right, man. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, man, when I was younger, man, I wrote a lot, a lot of love letters. Yeah. For songs like that. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I was young, man, I was a girlfriend. Did man. you remix the? Did yeah, you? I remixed it, man. Okay. Yeah, you gotta yeah. mix different songs together. <laughs> I did the first right, one. That's right, yeah. I used to yeah. just yeah. write. Right. Stuff. No, I wrote, I wrote love letters off this. Yeah. Movie. Put me some key sweat in there, you know, something yeah. like I got in trouble. Ooh, I got a funny story about that, though. Listen, I had wrote, I used to write lyrics down. Right. So I can learn the song faster, right? So I had um, Twister Emotions, and I had the lyrics to, it was something else. LL Cool J, I think, Halo. And uh, just say I sent the wrong love. Right. Yeah, I sent the wrong one. I sent the Twister. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, what was you talking about? Right. What you talking about? I was like, no, that's the wrong one. Right, right. <laughs> Oh boy. Do the wrong lyrics, bro. I learned then to stop it. I ain't do that no more. So everything freestyle. Two, three of these. Oh, but we gonna be. We ain't gonna be able to get up out of here the Thursday, Friday though. We got the end. Boy, what? Mm-hmm. Turn the mic off. And then you know this is a song because you can, you can pretty much, you know what I'm saying, just say the beat. Right. Somebody be like, I know what's going on. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Time we used to be a hip hop show. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. 
Yo, 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 everybody, what's up? It's Mastermind Podcast, episode 93. That sounds like a house. song Via Venus will come out to. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they don't know what we told. They got to listen to audio. I know. Uh, I'm Red Jump in the house, you know what I'm saying? We got Goo on the camera. We got Scrap over there talking crap. He don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> we got special guests in the house already, y'all. They come in first thing first today, bro. Ooh, we Fresh off the press. Got the notepad <laughs> up in this song. So you been beating the streets today. Yeah. My man. The, the myth, the legend, Mr. Mike Smith in the house, everybody. Hey, yeah. guys, welcome, welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate you all for inviting so, me on here today. Uh, man, hey, I'm glad guys like you all taking this opportunity to express yourself um, and to use your ability to definitely get the word out there, man. So, hey, my hats, my hands goes off to you, and I appreciate everything that you all are doing for the community. So, man, no doubt, man, no doubt, man. Talking about the community, you know what I'm saying? You've been out there. Been out there, man. Been out there. Out there. Knocking yeah. on doors, man. Knocking doors down. Um, you know, I just believe in when you campaign, man, you need to get face-to-face with the people. Most sure. So if they have any specific questions that you may be able to answer those questions. Uh, and who better ask the horse but the horse himself? Most right. You know, um, because when you send people out there, sometimes your message um, may not get portrayed the way that you intend for it to get portrayed. So, hey, just out knocking on doors. I've knocked on some today. Uh, I'm going to be out there again tomorrow. As long as the weather's good, hey, I'm knocking at your door. Most yes, sir. It's going to be pretty good tomorrow, too. Um, so, man, just tell everybody who is Michael Smith. Most definitely. Where you coming from, what you're doing, man. Just let them know who you are. Hey, I'm uh, Mike Smith. Um, I, I'm, I'm an old country boy out of Hawker, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Born and raised in Hawker, Mississippi. Hey, I knew your face. <laughs> <laughs> good old country boy, man, out of Hawker, Mississippi. Born and raised, 389, 40, straight out of Hawkham. Mm. Mm. Um, man, grew up, it's nine of us. Um, it was nine of us. My dad, old Southern Baptist preacher. My mom was a nurse. Um, um, I have one sister that has passed away, but it's still eight of us that's that's here. Um, I got a brother used to be on the police force, L.C. Smith. Okay. Um, I got a sister that's here, uh, Edith Booker. Uh, she a minister here. Um, okay. Another brother named Leon Smith uh, worked down in Jackson. Uh, sister named Cynthia Smith who married to Paul King. Okay. Uh, I got another sister named Lawanda Smith that's in um, in Missouri. Another sister named Della Smith. She's here in Grenada. And I got a younger sister named Kim, and she's actually stays in Greenwood okay. where she's married. But to talk about me, um, me I have uh, it's me and my wife Gail, and um, I have. A whole heap of children, a whole, um, whole heap of children. Uh, I'm gonna say eight or nine, and um, son named Trey Smith, right. uh, daughter named Courtney, Courtney Mac, right. uh, Kelsey Cox, right. uh, Christy Gooseby, Lisa Kimball, uh, Keandra Kendricks, um, April Kendricks, um, um, Kennedy Jenkins. Right. Um, I'm missing somebody, uh, but I'm just it's a whole heap of them. And I really don't want to get called a name because I don't want to miss nobody. But somebody's man, gonna get uh, somebody gonna get me though. Somebody's um, so gonna light into all of those are kids that me and my wife has kind of picked up along the way. Um, mm-hmm. I have I have two biological, uh, which is, I know I just missed my daughter Micah Micah Smith, uh, Trey and Micah um, are my biological children. Uh, Courtney, um, Kennedy, and Kelsey. Um, I gained those through marriage uh, through Gail. Uh, so and the other we picked up uh, along oh, the man. way. Um, hey, I do a lot for the community. Uh, I do commentating, uh, play by play, also live stream for the Grenada High School football team. Okay. So on Friday nights when you're listening to B100 or you're watching on live, it's me that you hear the voice, 
None other than Big Mike on the mic. Yeah. Uh, hey, give Big me, Mike on the mic. Give me a punchline. You got, what? He, he he got, got a punchline. Punch I can't remember what it was. He got some of y'all to say, but I can't remember. But he got, he got hey, a few punchlines. Hey, Big Mike on the mic. That's what I'm saying. We we, we, we try to make it entertaining. Right. We try to describe the game to you. I also host with uh two other guys, um, Kevin Carnathan, who's mm-hmm. on the school board, and Rodney Hot Rod Murphy, who's a financial director for the Grenada School District. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bring the game to you with a host of other people that work with us uh, behind the scenes. Um, they do a good job of putting us on the air, making us look good, making us sound good. <laughs> right. Hey, um, shout out to B100 just for giving us the opportunity to do it. Um, like I said, maybe one day we can hook up with you guys, do some, man, uh, sure, do some spits like the, like the pep rallies or something like Listen, that. Man. Get with the pep rallies or whatever. Also, I serve on the Grenada Tourism Board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also serve on the ICS Head Star Board. Mm-hmm. Um, I also coach baseball with a uh, big boy Rod. Uh, man, shout out to folks, man. Yeah, my big family. boy uh, Rod. We coach uh, me, yeah. him, TK. And Darrell Robinson out of Duck Hill, mm-hmm. uh, the Grenada Cubs. Last That's year, true. we actually won the World Series. World Series. Right. And World Series What's champion. Up? You know, those kids, we we started back with Sharonda Ware. Mm-hmm. Sharonda Ware put that team together okay. uh, with the addition of one or two. And um, Sharonda did a great job. Sharonda Ware actually got me into into this thing of coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharonda uh, kind of, as she was going on, Rod came along with us. And then unfortunately, Sharonda passed away. Yeah, you know, and that was a, definitely a sad day for the God Grenada Cubs. Uh, we call it the Grenada Cubs organization uh, because that's a, we definitely hold our kids to a high standard. Right. Uh, so, but sports uh, from coaching to calling games to volunteering in the communities, uh, from buying pizza for classrooms with the highest average, um, from doing pet rallies, uh, from uh, volunteering for car washes, from donating um, product from AutoZone, where I am the store manager, um, from donating time, money, um, just like the other day, um, I was out knocking on doors. Uh, some young ladies, uh, could have been older than 12 or 13, mm-hmm. was out, and um, they was out doing a good thing. They was out picking up paper. You don't see kids nowadays picking up paper. Right. You know, that's right, right. So, and um, so I, I gave them a couple of dollars to get them some snacks from the uh, Family Dollar up the road over there by mm-hmm. uh, Pearl Street. So it did my heart some good, and I know it did their heart some good. Oh, um, I'm also the associate minister out at New Birth in Gore Springs, where okay. my pastor is none other than the Reverend Clarence or Eric Buchanan. Reverend Buchanan. Hey, give a we shout get, out to my pastor. We get our haircuts. Hey, hey Reverend, Cla- right, Reverend Clarence, Eric Buchanan. Hey, great car salesman at Kirk Auto Group. Hey, if you need a car, man, go see my pastor, Reverend Clarence Era Buchanan. And man. you can sit and have a conversation with him. You can talk to him. Yeah, that's real deal. Like, right. like, I ain't, he ain't going to put up no front. He ain't going to. He gonna want to accept me like who I am. Like he want me to talk like how I talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I respect that about. It. We sat down here about an hour two conversation. Right. Like that, I always willing yeah. to give what he can in the situation. Hey, he's he real good guy, man. He don't he don't judge you. He don't hold anything against you. You know, he tell you his story right. and his past. He okay. tell you his testimony, what he's been through. Um, and because sometimes your testimony is what get other people to where they are because. Hey, whether we want to believe it or not, sometimes people can get too holes in that. Right. You know, because they ain't been saved all the time. You know, and we want to put up this big facade like we've been saved. We ain't always been saved, man. We done looked at some stuff we shouldn't have looked at. Right. We done said some things we shouldn't have said. We done been some places that we shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. We done done some things we shouldn't have done. Right. So, and we have to let our young folks know that, hey, if I can make it, you can make it. So, it's always opportunity for room for growth and change. So, so, so um, like, what's the next event that you got planned up? You know, 
you know, barring this coronavirus. You barring this saying? coronavirus. Right. Um, I've been talking with uh, Gary, who's uh, the uh, chairman of the um, tourism uh, office here in Grenada. And my thing is, we got to do something for when this is over with. We got to put together some type of family event to bring everybody back together. Because mm-hmm. right now, everybody's cooped up in the house. Right. The four walls are closing in on them. Mm-hmm. And you learn a lot of stuff about your spouse that you didn't, you, you have <laughs> forgot about. You know right. what I'm saying? Because you're cooped up in the house all the time. Uh, kids are starting to get on your nerves now. Mm-hmm. So I was saying, we got to plan something up on the square or just out and about in town to bring families out to right. kind of, man, we so, made it. Right, you, know? right, right, you, think, right. you think this all is going to be over by election time? Okay? I think I'll, me being optimistic, I think so. I, I think um, you know um, the president put out that he said by Easter, you know he planned on having the um, he planned on having the government back up and running. Rona, you know what I'm saying? Rona. I don't be playing like you coughing, bro. I you say I might I might kind of he jumped. Hey, it's good to be precaution, okay? Yeah, right. I definitely take the precautionary measures. Hey, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, but guys, man, like I said, we gotta do something uh, to get our get our people back out, get families back involved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I look at this coronavirus as another way. It could be a God way saying, "Hey, it's time for families to come back together." Most definitely, because now we have more families at home together. Mm-hmm. We have more families sitting down at the table eating dinner together. Mm-hmm. So it may be God way of saying, "Hey, let's get back to the basics, and then we can take this thing a little bit further." So this coronavirus stay around a little longer. How will it affect the vote? Yeah, like they have they put it like, in place. What for like have they talked to y'all about like um some of the things that may go on if you know the coronavirus stay long? Well. There right now, I haven't heard anything that's that's anything special. But one thing you can do, um, if you are afraid of the coronavirus, early voting, early mm-hmm. voting. What I mean by that is absentee ballots, or either going to the the um, to my ward is, is City Hall mm-hmm. is the place. Hey, go ahead, see Miss Lewis. Go ahead and cast your vote for Michael Smith for City Council Ward Four. You have the opportunity right now. It's open. Absentee ballots are open. Hey, if you want to vote for me, you can vote for me now at City Hall. You can call Lois and ask for an absentee ballot. She can mail it out to you. Hey, vote for Michael Smith Ward for a city councilman. Yeah, okay, man. Yeah, man. And like, um, if it do stick around, that probably be about That's like the they're gonna be the route that we really? probably gonna have to take. It's the best oh, they'll have the thing. You think they'll have it outside? Like, you think they'll have? It? Well, I know mm-hmm. that they've have done curbside. Curbside, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if we'll be able to do it then, but hey, it's a pop possibility. We may have to go back to paper ballots. Mm-hmm. You know, during that time, um, just for precautionary measures, right? Um, to try to make sure everybody get their constitutional right of voting. You know, so um, it. I'm gonna be optimistic. You know, and 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 I just want to believe that hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be over with by then. But hey, if it don't. Hey, God is still able, and you're still able to vote for me through absentee ballot or paper ballot. Um, how does it make you feel seeing America in a place where it seems like they don't have no faith in God? Like, cause it seems like everybody more panic, and don't too many people like move with faith. Right. Like, how does it make you feel? Like, do it make you feel? Cause it make me feel some type of way. Like. What? I think, as I say... It's a difference between going overboard... Right, right, and right, being, right. you know, taking precautionary steps. It's a so what what you say going overboard, though, before he answered it? Um, 17 of the 18 pack tissue, <laughs> 24 <laughs> gallons of milk, you need no right. vitamins. Right. Like, our survival skills, like, done been exploded. Like, they exploded. Like, we gonna talk right. about that. You know what I'm saying? But now... 
I, I don't see people moving with like their faith. Like I, I, I trust God. I believe in God. Right. I'm well, right make... now, um, as as I said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, mm, but okay. the evidence of things not yet seen. Mm. You know, and some people' faith is weak right now. Right. You know, because we're looking for answers in the wrong people. We're looking for answers out of the president. <laughs> we're looking for answers out of, out of Congress. Yeah. We're looking for answers yeah. out of our, our right. local government. And we're looking for answers from the wrong people. That's we right. should be looking for God for the answers. So right Always. now our faith is weak because we're looking for, as they say, love and, and answers in the wrong place. So, But there, people are overreacting, mm-hmm. I say. Um, it, it's nothing wrong with being precautionary. Mm-hmm. you know. And what we got to understand is, hey, I'm not going to go out there and buy 10 packs of 18 rolls of tissue. Right, right. Because I understand it's somebody else who need it. Feel you me. know, it's somebody else who need that product it's also. A, it's a virus. It ain't like all the power been cut off or something. And right. if, they, they if, like, it ain't no more going to get produced. Right, if, right. If people wouldn't be so panicked about it, but, like, the businesses, they'll still be operating normally. Like, right. you know, that pack of ground beef wouldn't be $7 no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? It'd still be the same price if everybody took everything, you know what I'm saying, it's okay. It it's okay to be precautionary. It's yeah. okay to take precautionary steps. It, that's good to be precautionary, you know, um, to do those things. But at the same time, we have to be mindful also, you know. Um, so what we have to do is we have to put certain things in place to kind of control that. And yeah. that's where you, that's where your government comes in control at. Because yeah, we're looking at the go, our government for answers. We got to stand tall and give them answers and give them specifics. Um, we got to be honest with our people. We got to be transparent. You know, that way people won't just... Right now, people are acting out of frustration, right, out, of, out of pandemic, uncertain. uncertain. They're acting out of, out of character. Because normally, they wouldn't be going and buy a whole pack of, you know, a whole pack of ground beef or a whole uh, case of ground beef. You right. know, so we got, to, we got to let our people know that, hey, we do have answers and we do have precautionary measures in place. And we are doing things to make sure we get this thing corrected. Now, as a country, if we would have got on it when it first came out, then it wouldn't, it wouldn't be this bad now. This mm-hmm. actually came out way back in December. You know, if we would have jumped on it then, then we'll be further down the road. Right. But now where we're in a pandemic and everybody's in a pandemic mode. So right. there's no reason to go out and, 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 and I say panic shop or panic buy grocery because, trust me, hey, if you believe in God and do what he tell you to do, now there's nothing wrong being precautionary, mm-hmm. but keep your faith in God, keep mm-hmm. it grounded, and everything else will be okay. I promise you. He, he brought us out then. He brought us out from Jim Crow. He brought us out from slavery, and he'll bring us out from the coronavirus. Oh, that's right. For you, um, for you, um, what you gotta say. Uh, we got a question. This, uh, Latasha Burrell said, How do you feel about essential workers? Uh, we out um, at, at all hours and expose more than 10 people. So she basically asked, Do you think the essential workers um, should still be out? Well, I think essential workers is case by case because I, I, at AutoZone, I'm included as an essential worker uh, in the parts being we're at. But AutoZone has put precautionary measures in place also. Um, AutoZone just came out this week right here. If you're a full-time hourly employee, they gave you 80 hours of uh, COVID-19 pay. Besides your vacation time, if you want to take off for two weeks, just as a precautionary measure, they're going to pay you 80 hours. That's not affecting your vacation time or your sick days. Mm. You know, when you got companies like that putting things in place, you know, yeah. for our part-time workers, they're going to pay those people, too, an average of what they would have made for two weeks mm-hmm. if they wanted to take off for the precautionary measure. Now, I think it, somebody's going to always, we're going to always need essential workers. But we got to put precautionary measures in place 
for those people. We got to provide them with the things that they need, such as gloves or mask or or a, a sanitizer or even time off to recoup. Because when you got nurses and doctors who's working 24 hours, you know, at some time they need time to recoup or their body will break down and then they will be more susceptible to the disease. So to to Latasha Burrow, hey, we need you, Latasha. We need essential workers. Um, But we got to be sympathetic with you all also because we understand that you all need your all time and we need to provide you with the precautionary measures that you need to get your job done. I hope I answered your question. If I didn't, please feel free to inbox me and I'll do everything I can to get you the possible information that you need. All right. I know, like, with us, um, at Krieger Wild, like, we still jumping. Like, it ain't no, don't even ask about no nothing. Like, that, that unlimited see, essential, I, it, it ain't a lot so of companies. That ain't, unlimited data essential, boy. Ain't, oh, <laughs> for real, though, like, you, you playing, like. But it is information, it is, bro. People right. need that information. They too. need that info, you see yeah. what I'm saying? So, but not at the same time, though, you feel me? <laughs> I'm being exposed, you feel me? Man. They ain't friendly with their money like right. that. Mm-hmm. Nah, they ain't friendly at all. I, I think Selling South, C Spy, rather, I think they close up. I think they yeah. close up for a period of time. I, also, at AutoZone, we've modified our hours um, mm-hmm. to give our employees relief um, and the possibility of not catching the virus. You know, we have a, a Senate. Um, we have a checklist in place where we have to uh, sanitize every hour, um, mm. some mm. areas every two hours, some hours, some every three hours. Um, we provide our employees with gloves, um, um, sanitizer, hand soap. Um, they're going the extra mile to make sure that our auto zones are, they're taking care of auto zoners and auto mm-hmm. zoners are taking care of customers. Right. So we're doing everything we can to make sure they're safe. So um, back to the councilman talk, like how do you plan on being accessible for your people? Like how can your people reach out and get in contact with Mike Smith. Man, as I've always said before, man, I'm an open book. Um, I'm transparent. I'm not running, hiding. You know, I plan on posting uh, my information. Um, I plan on creating a war for Facebook page so mm-hmm. you have every access to get in touch with me. Hey, you know me. I stay in the community. Well you know, I stay in the community where I live. I'm out and about. I'm going to work every day at AutoZone. I'm, I'm going to do If you need me, hey, my number is 662-809-0970. That's area code, 662-809-0970. Um, but like I said, I'm accessible. Hey, you ask anybody, hey, how can I get in touch with Mike Smith? And I promise you, they'll, they'll direct you in the path to get in touch with Tornado Wood, folks, speak your mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that sounds good, man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the one. All right, all right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I also plan on, and, uh, and I didn't want to get into details, but I want to create a War for Task Force. War uh, for Task Force. And I want to be equally balanced. And I want to have three whites, three blacks. Because I want to know the needs of the community. Right. Because I, I promise you, man, this thing is not about Mike Smith. It's not about Mike Smith at all. I, I'm. J- I want to be symbolized. Some like I want to be in the same steps as Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "I come to serve and not to be served." And I want to be a servant for the people of War Four. You know, I want to do all I can to help restore the community, to help build it up, to help get those things back to where they need to be at. Because I believe in if you take care of your community, your community will take care of you in the long run. So I just want to do create that that War Four task force. So I would I would immediately know the needs of the people. In War Four, you know, mm-hmm. and anything I can do for the people of Grenada County as a whole, I will. But people of War Four are foremost, mm-hmm. you know, as, as that's who my constituents are, and I want to do everything I can to take care of them. Um, well, another big project I want to do, um, I want to work hand in hand 
with Lewis Johnson. Mm. Um, hand in hands, I can because the old bell flower, you know, I want to do all I can to help him to get that um, um, taken care of to mm-hmm. make sure that we we make bell flower because bell flower holds a Shout lot out of Shout out to Uncle Lou. Yeah, Lewis is doing great things in the community. I want to work with him as much as possible. If that means sacrificing some funds to make sure, even though that that building is not in Ward Four, it's right next door to Ward Four mm-hmm. because the old bell flower is in Lewis Ward. And the new bell flower is in Ward 4. So mm-hmm. I want to do all I can to work hand-in-hand with him to make sure that the old bell flower, that we do all we can to help the part that has fallen down, let's get it cleaned up, let's put some type of monument there to represent the people uh, of the struggle who came through with Dr. King and him mm-hmm. and help fought. And I would like to put some type of monument up there with Miss, like Gloria Lots, the Gloria Lots, the, the uh, Miss Lemons, um, those people, the Estelle Coxes. I want to do something to, to give back to those people because all they've given to us. You know, we stand on their shoulders mm-hmm. right now. We stand mm-hmm. on that. They fought the fight. Right. Right now, we're just living the dream. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I want to do all I can to help Lewis to get that area restored, to help get that building um, taken care of. Because the sanctuary part is not the true bell flower. Yeah. The, the true bell flower is the back part. Yeah. Where it was, it was started by some missionaries. You know, and I want to do all I can to work with those people, work with Reverend Jackson and, and, and Maurice Stinson and, and Glenn uh, Tillman to make sure we get that. That area take we need to beautify that because that's the first thing you see when mm-hmm. you come into town from that direction mm-hmm. you know so that's that's what i want to do uh some of the things i want to do is as as your next city council for war four um hey so go out and vote for mike smith war four on may 4th if not you can vote early uh through absentee ballot at city hall mm-hmm. um, which is my suggestion they're probably what i'm gonna do this week probably vote early yeah, so, but that's it. We got to early and often now. Just we got <laughs> yeah, man. So, listen, man. That was Mike, man. We're going to get over with him, man. Listen, y'all make sure y'all hit them links in the morning time. Apple Music on Spotify. <laughs> on Google Sound. Play. Google and Play. on SoundCloud. Right. Listen, make sure y'all go click on them link, Man, listen. It's Mastermind Episode 93. Hollywood Boy, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want, we want to keep rolling with him. Hey, I'm good, man. Like yeah, I said, man, yeah. uh, the opportunity, man, um, we have here in Grenada. Get you, get you out there, man. Right, man. Hey, I, I, I'm an open book. Like I said, man, I just want to do all I can, man, to help out. You know, um, so that's that's it, man. I ain't trying to uh, BS nobody. Right. I just want I want to just be real with them and um, and do all I can, man. So that's it. Yeah, that's that's basically why we actually come up here though, cause yeah. we. We want you to get your platform out, yeah. and, you know, like put you in the best light possible. Right, right. Because I believe in you. You, you sound believable. No, if, I, if you, I just want. I'm tell you, man. I'm on, I'm like this, man. If I say it, I'm a, if I can't do it, I'm gonna tell you I can't do it. Right. You know, I just believe in being upfront with people because I want people to be upfront with me, man. Right. You know, my granddad told me a long time ago, man. Your character is all you got. Oh, you right. got. Your reputation will stand for you when cre- your credit won't stand for you. Oh, ain't it, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's people have did stuff for you just because. Of, of not because you paid your bills on time, just because of right, you know right. What I'm saying? right? Because of your history, you know what I'm saying? So people will do things for you just because, man, you know, and uh and that's what we gotta do, man. We gotta keep our word with our people. We gotta be an open book, man. We gotta you know, if you need me, call me, you know what I'm saying? Hey, if I can't get to you, I'm gonna get back to you. I'm gonna let you know that hey, can I call you back such such time? That's why I brought my pad. Right. You know, I write down everything, man. Right. You know, I want it's better to be loved and respected. Right. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's better to be loved and respected than fear. 
Right, right. So that's it, man. What yeah. time, Charles coming on, man? Oh, he oh. coming. He coming. I don't know. I'm gonna man. have to hit him up. We're gonna hit him up. Charles Young get hard, man. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll be up at nine. Charles Young get hard. He he his heartbeat different. Right, right. <laughs> 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 heartbeat different. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back, man. That's real break, man. Man, I'm telling you, I see Charles. Mastermind Podcast. We're back again, episode 93. Same guys in the house. We got a special guest, another guest, though. Same his first time, and it ain't going to be his return last time. Return guest. It's a returning guest. I guess you call him part of the neighborhood now. You're you a friend of the show. Yes, sir. Mr. Charles Latham Mr. in the house. Charles here, Latham, What's up, man. Everybody? Can we get some hand clap? Hey, 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 yes, sir. Thank yes, y'all. Yes, sir. There it is. Here we go. Yes, sir. All right, all right. How y'all doing? Man, listen, man. It's that time. It's that time, brother. It's that time. It's that time. I remember four years ago sitting over there at the Baywall Field. We, then listen, we do it. We was doing it. Then we do it. They tried to grab it from us, though. They yeah. tried to take it from us. That's all right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't but, our time, you know? Yeah. It wasn't our time. 2020. We, we read it now. 2020, I can see clearly now. 2020. We got, we got 2020 vision. Yeah. 2020 so, you vision. know, it was, what you lost by like, what, 58 votes? Nine votes when it was all over. They said 58, but once I challenged right. the election and recounted the votes, I lost by nine votes. You lost by nine votes. Ten, man, more, vo- ten, ten more votes, you'll be talking to the mayor. Yeah. yeah. Ten so, more. Ten uh, more. Man. And, I'm, and, and uh, I'm looking to get those ten. I know ten of y'all are watching me right now. And I hope that by the end of this podcast, I've convinced y'all. To I wonder why they didn't correct that, though. Like, they put out there that you lost by 58. Why they didn't correct it and say, you know, you actually lost by nine. 
Well, yeah, you'd have to ask them that. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> right. But yeah. I, I know, the mayor know, the mayor lawyer know, and everybody sitting in the room know. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, with this, with this mayor election, this going to be, what, what's the date for um, May 4th, right? May 4th. It's going to be May 4th. May 4th. And remember, May 4th, it's on a Monday. It's not like regular elections on, on, on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Right. And a lot of people get that all confused. And, and, and they'll show up on Tuesday and say, well, is it time to vote? And I'm telling them, hey, it was yesterday. Right. So just remember, you guys, it's, it's going to be on Monday, it's gonna be on May Monday. 4th. Listen, a lot of people get that confused. Right? I know. I, I, I get that confused. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. right? Look, I'm running and I get it confused sometimes. Yeah, because you know? so, everybody's so used to going on, on Tuesday. And, and going but Grenada, Grenada has a special charter and uh, and they have their election on Mondays. So. Man, we've been talking two minutes, stuff. bro. What you running for? Let the people know what you uh, running what for. What I'm running for. Uh, <laughs> I am... I'm, Hey, good evening, everybody. Uh, in case these guys have a good evening, and uh, in case there are two or three of you guys out there don't know who I am, I'm Charles Latham. Most definitely. I'm Charles Latham, and I'm running for mayor of Grenada, Mississippi. Yep. And the election, and the as we said, the election is going to be on May 4th, 2020. Yeah, on a Monday, y'all. Get it right now, because I want y'all to get it confused. It's not a Tuesday this time. It's going to be on a Monday. That's right. Yeah, see, last time, again, when you was running on, you was close. Yeah. We, we almost got there, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But now mm-hmm. we we here mm-hmm. 2020. Yeah. What do we what what can we expect out of Charles Latham? Okay. In 2020. 2020. Well, first off, this is what I like to do before mm-hmm. we get too deep here. I like to, I like to send out my prayers and condolences to all those people who are affected by the COVID uh, 19 virus. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some real stuff going on, mm-hmm. yes, sir. and I think that we all re- all take that really seriously yes, uh, sir. around Grenada social distancing and everything the CDC and uh, Mississippi Department of Health and Human Services recommend. So I'm just going to ask, ask you guys uh, to follow that if you can. We want to do that. What you can expect from me uh, in, in 2020 once I become the mayor, and I like what you said about we almost mm-hmm. had at that mm-hmm. time because I'm not just running for Charles Latham. Mm-hmm. I'm running for the people of Grenada. You know, I want to represent the people of Grenada. I want to go out and get things to, to help the people of Grenada, like affordable housing. I was so close to that uh, once before. Mm-hmm. I want to get affordable housing for folks. You know, I, I had a young man that come up to me just the other day and he asked me uh, for some money and he told me he was homeless. You know, and homeless shelter, I think, is something that we need around Most here. Definitely. Especially right when, now. Right now. We need this yeah. right now. A lot of people don't understand that we do, in fact, have homeless people right here in Grenada. Right. So, right. Um, I think that these are things that can happen. Right. I, I, I don't want to cut you off, yeah. but like, um, if they did shut the city down for, let's say, two weeks or whatnot, like, what what could the city do for the homeless? Because everybody don't have the luxury of going home and having a roof over their head. So, like, what are some of the things that the city can do for the homeless in this time right now where we practicing social distancing and, you know, um, everybody need to be in the house, all this good stuff, but... When we put all those factors together, like, how can they come out positive for a homeless person? So, like, what are some of the things that Grenada could do for the homeless? Well, you talk about the city, Grenada. Quite frankly, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think the city has a plan to deal with homeless people. I really don't think. I I think it's going to be up to uh, uh, social people like social groups mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. people who the community itself right. churches and such civic organizations mm-hmm. I think that's going to be up to us to take care of, of, of homeless people if they have them because right now there is no shelter as far as yeah, I know exactly. there's no intention 
on building the shelter. Uh, but so I think to answer your question, I don't think the city. Um, has a plan I want to give a big shout out to I think it's Wash and Go, one of the washers. They mm-hmm. leave the washer open twenty four mm-hmm. hours for you know the homeless people to. Um, if they, you they know, if rain leaves on, they need yeah. somewhere to sleep, they can go in there. So. That's dope. Yeah, and they I don't think they, they get enough recognition for that. So. I know that's what they did. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if you guys recall, back in, in 2008, I had purchased a house over on Levy Street. Okay. I mean, it was an old mansion built like in 1800s mm-hmm. or something, you know. It had eight bedrooms in it. Wow. It had eight bedrooms in it, and I was working with Jonathan Moore and some other folks in the community, and we were going to convert that into a homeless shelter. Right. Because, and what drove me to it when I bought the house, I saw these blue tarps out in the yard, and I saw some blue tarps underneath the house. And I, you know, you could look around and tell somebody had actually been sleeping in there. Mm-hmm. You can right. tell, you know, and people was actually breaking into the house. So we we were putting together an effort. I was going to donate the house. I was going to give the house. Uh, to this group so that we can have a homeless shelter. Right. We started to clean it up and get it ready and everything. And there were some people, you know, who don't want the light to shine. Right. You know, you put a homeless shelter uh, in an otherwise dark area, right. it started bringing attention to it. And some people in certain areas don't want attention bought to them. Right. And they burnt the, they burnt the house down. Oh man. man they they burnt the house down, that was in 2008. But it never left my heart to want to get a homeless shelter for folks. I've seen people. I I, I, I know what it's like. I've never right. been homeless myself. Mm-hmm. But I can empathize with someone who's out there in the cold, raining and wet, with nowhere to Man. go. You know, I, I, I think that we ought to have that. Especially in this time, like, with everything going on. and You know what I'm saying? You, it's like, don't nobody think about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they don't have nowhere to go at all. You know, and, 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 and Scrapper, you know, the good thing about that is there are programs out there. You know, I just talked to some uh, some folks the other day. Uh, you know, when I, some of you may know that I served on the board of directors for Central Mississippi Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And they and it's a community action agency. And they help, they help the underserved mm-hmm. in the community. You know, they pay light bills and water bills. Yeah. People are calling me right now. As a matter of fact, uh, if, if some of you guys out there have... Uh, you know, uh, lost your job and unable to pay your rent this month due to the uh, COVID-19 virus out there, uh, you can go up to the CMI office up there here in Grenada and apply for some, for some assistance. Right. Now, don't go up there if you didn't pay your rent last month and the month before, too. <laughs> right. They're going to know that you already had a check coming on mm-hmm. in. You just didn't pay it. Yeah. But if you've been affected by uh, this, this situation and you need help, to pay your rent this month. I just talked to the executive director just the other day, and she told me they're closed right now, but they're going to be open on Monday. And if y'all feel like you want to go up there, uh, go on up there and get some assistance for them. Go up there and get some assistance on on paying your light bill, your water bill, and gas bill. That's what they're here for. And I love served. I served on that for eight years, man. Mm-hmm. And that was the organization that when I was chairman of the board, I bought the affordable housing program here. Mm-hmm. You know, we had 15 families, man. 15 families who only earned from 13000 to $33,000 a year. That was a qualification. And they were going to be able to become homeowners, four-bedroom, two-bath house, brand-new housing. It was a self-help uh, help housing-type program where the homeowner would uh, put in sweat equity, in, if you will, mm-hmm. into the house. They right. would put sweat equity into the house. Mm-hmm. They would, like, paint, you know, paint do paint, a little painting yeah. stuff or... Landscaping and stuff, and like so and, and so, an example would be if it was a hundred thousand dollar house, 
You put $5,000 with the sweat equity in it, you ain't got to come out of your pocket with $5,000. Mm-hmm. That sweat equity is $5,000 down payment on the house, and you only got a $95,000 mortgage. Mm-hmm. And you got a low interest rate of something like 2%, one and a half, something from USDA. So yeah. they, were, they were giving people, that's why we call it affordable housing program. Opportunity. And, and so we built, in, in, in Tata County, we built over 60 homes over there. And they do it in, in, in projects of 15 at a time. And we had 15 families approved for these houses in Grenada. They were supposed to go out there right behind that storm shelter on Monday Road. Mm-hmm. You know where that is. Mm-hmm. But uh, for, for some reason, um, it, just, it didn't happen. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put it to you that way. It didn't mm-hmm. happen. So I know that I can go back and make that happen again. Given the opportunity, you know, that's low-hanging fruit for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back out there and try to get that. I also talked to my same people about the uh, homeless shelter, you know. And, and Benny Thompson, quite frankly, I know a lot of people don't like Benny Thompson. But Benny Thompson will make money available through grants and such to build a homeless shelter. Right. So these are things that I'm, I'm not Great trying to, I'm not, I'm not talking about things that, you know, pie in the sky type things that will be difficult to uh, obtain. No. These are things that I already know. I've established relationships with Benny Thompson's office, with Benny Thompson himself, and other community action agencies to help get these things done. It's good to have friends in the places like that. Well, you, get but you done. know, that's the thing about it too. Establish relationships, not just a business. Exactly. Understanding and, a relationship. It's yeah. Different. And and I can work across the aisle. Yeah. You know, because you know, uh I went to Thad Cochran's office. I got pictures of me in Thad Cochran's office and a Republican as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and was able to get him to uh, uh sign a letter and provide money in support of Head Start. Yeah, because when it comes to this stuff, they they all wanna see better. It's just the the way we do it. It's yeah. just, so I can work with anybody. I can work with anybody. Yeah. You know, because it, again it's not about me. You know, I'm. You know, I'm. I may be a Democrat. You know, and 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 uh, may not like like Republican. But the thing about it is, is I know how to work with people, even though we may have political differences. You know, even though we may have political differences, I know how to work with them mm-hmm. to get things done because it's not about Charles Latham. It's about the people in the community that we serve. Yeah, but um, uh, we got it on Facebook. Oh, about right okay, well, last time I spoke to you on Definitely. on a personal level, you had an itinerary of um, things you wanted to do leading up to the election. Okay. Um, yeah. How did the um, COVID nineteen affect it, and what are your plans now? Okay, good. Uh, you, as you know, I did have uh, several rallies planned. Mm-hmm. I had four rallies planned leading up to the election. I had a rally planned for March the twenty eighth that I was planning on having over at the uh, Rayford Allen. Uh, building over there in Washington Gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a rally planned for April the 4th that I was hoping to have down down near on Commerce Street near Martin Luther King, somewhere down maybe Free Lines or Max or mm-hmm. some other place down there that we could have. Mm-hmm. I also had planned to have uh, a rally over at um, Flowers Perry Park again mm-hmm. on the 18th of mm-hmm. April, you know, and then I was going to do the finale on uh, May 2nd out of Thai Plant. That was the original plan. Of course, this COVID-19 came around. The, the, the city parks have been shut down. They won't allow those type gatherings there. So I, been, I thought about it and, and said, okay, I, I have to comply with uh, the regulations and such, you know, because mm-hmm. this is a serious thing, as, as I said, from the top. But so what I thought about doing is, and, and uh, we need to serve the community. There are a lot of people out there who need lunches. You know, I like the school has these grab and go 
Uh, mm-hmm. Lord, I think the school has it. Uh, several places around the community <coughs> yeah. has it. Where soup kitchen, I think. Soup kitchen, maybe I think some place in Hawkeum and different places. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm planning right now for April the fourth. The the uh, it's going to be on, on on Martin Luther King Drive, someplace. I'm thinking that the the snow cone place, the green building down there, right. uh, by, right, the, by, by the, the grid. Track, yeah. yeah, by the track now, by the old what that mill they call that um, stage mill. mill, by the old stage mill, but. What you guys have to remember, and, we, and I want to give out probably three or four hundred bag lunches there. Keep in mind that we can't gather in, in, in groups of ten, no more than groups of ten. So what I'm going to be, we're going to be asking you to do, just drive on up. We'll have a bag lunch for you, uh, and get your lunch and take off and go on home and enjoy it somewhere and enjoy it. That's what we want to try to do, because uh, you know, is if, if if they start gathering more than ten people. Uh, some people gonna find a way to shut us down. They're gonna shut us down, and, and if we shut down, we can't serve the community. So I want to find a way to reach out to the community. You're not like a political rally. They're not gonna be a polit- political rally. Political rally. I just want to do something for the community to help those in need. Most right. definitely. Most definitely. Like um. So again, May fourth. May fourth. May fourth is gonna be the election day. Um, April fourth is his grab and go. April fourth gonna be the grab and go. But so that's the only one that you're gonna do. That's or, well. So I'm still so planning. I'm, I'm still planning. Uh, I gotta wait to see what's happening. But I really want to have the finale May on 2nd. May second. Yeah. Because that'll be the Saturday before the election. I want to do something. We don't know what's gonna happen by then. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. hoping things they would have flattened the curve per se, if you will. I think that's what you're trying to do. So I'm hoping that if everybody complies with what's going on now. You know, some some way it won't be so, so uh, so uh, in the red zone, if you will, like it is right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, by May second, it would move around a little bit. Maybe it'd move around. They'd be to loosen up some of the restrictions uh, around that time. But I'm gonna do something on May second, even mm-hmm. if it's just another grab and go. Right, right. You know, because uh, I want to get out there to people. You know, I want uh, not only to get my message. I think people know who I am now. I've been I've been volunteering my time for 16 years in the community, and I think most people now know who I am and what I try to do do for the community. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want to do something. Right now, my heart is telling me to do something to help people. Even if it's not political, mm-hmm. just do something to help people. Mm-hmm. Uh, pe- people need help. Um, a lot of people, when they hear the term mayor, like, they think that's like a, a little easy job. Like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it's a weak position or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, talk to the people a little bit about the the role that the mayor plays okay. for local politics. Okay. Well, Grenada has a weak mayor form of government. That means that the uh, council hires a city manager to manage the day-to-day business of the city. The council makes the decision. The mayor only votes in the event of a tie. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. His duties are, are primarily ceremonial duties, you know, ribbon cutting, uh, parades and stuff, ceremonial uh, type stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is what I say to that. You know, that's his official duty. But just because it's a weak mayor form of government don't mean that the mayor have to be weak. See, the mayor can use that position. Most do. I would use that position, the fact that the mayor, I, I've already talked to Matthew Harrison and some of the folks with economic development and all that. Look, I want to be a team member. I want to get on the team. When you talk about going out to a potential uh, industry or a potential business, I want to be on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go with you. 
you know, I want to talk to the uh, prospective business uh, leaders too and find out what do you need to come to Grenada. Just for example, we would say uh, a Cracker Bear, you know. Right. You know, because a lot of people talk to me about a Cracker Bear right. or a Dave and Buster's yeah, or something like a Dave and Buster for our young folks to go to, Man, you know. Listen, so, so you talk about a Dave and Buster's. So I wouldn't be afraid to go to the corporate office of Dave and Buster's and say, look, Dave and Buster's, you know, we need something for our young folks to do here in Grenada. What is it that you need from the city of Grenada to be able to locate a business here in Grenada? Well, they're going to tell me what they need. Mm -hmm. And then once they tell me what they need, if none of the other councilmen have decided to go with me, then I come back to a call of meeting together with the council because the mayor got the power to call these meetings together and say, look, you know, I just went and saw the executive that Dave and Buster, uh, they need this stretch of land and we do own it from the city. They need certain incentives uh, from us to be able to do it. They need this, they need that. Well, if we're able to, to provide these things, then why would any of them go against it? You see, the mayor of uh, Coffeyville, uh, Mr. Shelton up there, mm -hmm. I talked to him just the other day. And y'all, I ain't got to tell you about these potholes in these streets around here. Mm -hmm. right. I ain't got to tell you about them. He told me just the other, uh, other day that he went out and got a $750,000 grant for infrastructure. Now, I told you that's a $317,000 grant I went out and got for affordable housing. I went out and got a $125,000 grant for the airport hangar improvement. They're working on it out there right now. I did that as a non-elected official. Imagine what I can do from the position of mayor going to different places. See, trying to get these different opportunities for Grenada. And the other part of that is, is this. I'm an old guy. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all know different stuff than I know. You, you know some things that you would like to see in Grenada that I ain't even thinking about mm -hmm. because you're a different circle than me. Mm -hmm. I want to have an office up there in the mayor's, uh, up there at City Hall. I don't know if the mayor got an office up there right now, but I want to have an office up there where I would be available to the people in the community. Now, I ain't going to say I'm going to be up there eight hours a day, five days a week. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not going to say that, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to be up there three or four days, uh, part of the day. So people can come in and talk to me and tell me about the things they want in the community. You know, you can mm -hmm. tell me what you want and let me go try to get it. You have to be with, willing to go out well, and try to. Wait. You have to be willing to go out and, and, and here's an example. I'm gonna tell you, I, I don't talk about my opponent. You know, because his work or lack thereof speak for itself. Mm -hmm. You see, it, you know, speak for mm -hmm. itself. I didn't he, know nothing. This is but it's uh, well anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> he went out and helped collect money. For that cross right. on the side of the highway. Right. Now, right. I ain't got nothing against the cross, but I say this. The cross is good. Because, matter of fact, some of my money went toward the cross. Because they come to our church and our church donated. So I'm giving mm -hmm. money to the church. Mm -hmm. That's my money too, going yeah. toward the cross. So I don't put money toward the cross. So don't get it twisted that I don't support the cross. I am a Christian man, you know. But I believe this it's better to have a cross in your heart than a cross on the highway. See, mm. see. crossing your heart is a homeless shelter. Crossing your heart is taking care of the least of us. You know? Mm -hmm. you know, that's symbolism over substance in mm -hmm. my mind. It symbolizes something, but when you get into the substance of it, where are we? How do we treat each other in this right. town? Do we treat each other like we have a cross in our heart? Mm -hmm. Or do we go around and tell a lie on, a, on, on your opponent about a $5 sign? Mm -hmm. That ain't no indication of a cross in your heart. The Bible said, thou shalt, it wanted the Ten Commandments. It ain't something out there way over in the Bible. 
It's part of the top ten. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Mm. Homeboy bad false witness against me with no hesitation. Yeah, mm -hmm. we was going to get to that. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at it already. Yeah, yeah. Now you, you came with it. I, I want, well, because, like, we, re we read the paper, yeah. you know, um, it was, it was, it was, um, alleged yeah. that you was pulling up signs. Not, yeah. not signs. A one sign. sign. Well, one okay, sign. okay. Well, a single. 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 Right. Yeah. You put up one sign, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the political game, like, even though, you know, it's kind of different from where we come from. But in the political game, that's pretty much like snitching. Yeah, it's disrespectful. That's something that you just don't do in the political game. They find a disrespect for the dude. Very, very disrespectful. Well, 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 let me just say this. Right. Let me just say this. Every single person on that council has put out signs mm -hmm. and ran for, ran for their position. Most definitely. Every single one of them. They had and, and I would venture to say to you. That every single one of them has had a sign pulled up. Yeah. But I can bet you ain't but one of them called the police and made a report on their opponent about it. There's only one. You think about that. Ain't but one. I've got over 20 signs that come up. Reggie, the sign I had coming up in here gone. Yeah. I had, I had two or three yeah, signs out there. On, on the it, corner. It gone. It's gone. But I ain't said, yeah, I ain't killing you instead of this. You nah. didn't take it, did you? Nah, I ain't oh, take it. Well, sometimes I'm like, you, you know, storms and stuff like that. You I know. know, I know, I know. But storms ain't going to pull up 15 to 20 of them. Nah. And, and look, and look, storms ain't going to pull up 15 to 20. Yeah. And everywhere mine was, because remember, I put my signs out in, 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 in uh, January. Yeah, yeah. I put mine out in January, and almost everywhere mine is pulled up, here's this stuff now. You know, so I, and I didn't go and accuse him, and I'm not accusing him now. No, yeah. I'm taking up my sign because this is again, this is the way I feel about the signs. Signs don't vote; people do. Mm. Y'all gonna vote, and it probably ain't one or two people out there that don't know me. They ain't seen my sign, and most of y'all have made up your mind already about who you gonna vote for. Right. Most of y'all already have made up your mind. So, my mama told me this, and I have to believe. She said, "Son." They can pull up the sign out of the yard, but they can't pull up the sign out of the people's heart. So if you got my sign in your heart, it's there. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for it. I, I, I thank you right now for the support that I have been getting uh, from you, from the community out there. Uh, uh, I thank God for y'all. Uh, uh, y'all showing me more love now uh, than the last two times I ran. Uh, and and I, I thank God for that. Uh, there's a reason that a person would try to criminalize me. You know, they would try to criminalize me and try to make me look bad. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and they would only try to make me look bad if, like, they felt they had to. So, it's something going on in his mind and in his heart or whatever that make him feel like he needs to try to criminalize me. And I guess I should be happy about that because before he came out in January right outside of a meeting, he told me. You know, that uh, he's going to beat me like a drum this time. <laughs> he come up and, and told me that, you know, I'm going to beat you like a drum, you know. And, and like you young folks say, when when he said that to me, I'm going to be honest with you now. I got feeling like everybody else should know. Uh, it made me feel some type of way. Yeah, I understand that. I used, to, I used to didn't understand what that meant. Yeah. yeah. But it made me feel some type of way when he said it. And I said to him, I said, man, uh, you know, God ain't spoken yet. And I said, you know, quite frankly, you know, you only won by nine votes last time, so you didn't beat me back like a drum by then. I'm, you know, I'm. There's some things in my heart that I really want to say to him, yeah. but 
I didn't say those things to him. What it did was it lit a fire up under me. That very next day, that was the, in January, I went out there and started putting my signs up all over town. Right. I ordered a whole bunch. I started putting them up, putting them up, putting them up. And I think it's done work some because he, he must be feeling something. Yeah. You know, because now, now he's uh, he's accusing me of things that certainly I would not do. And I'd give him $6 for the sign. If that would, if that all I want, I'd give him $6 tomorrow. Right. But, but again, it, it, it's not. Now, this is what I want folks to understand, too. Uh, I represent positive things in this community. I'm a positive African-American man. I, I can't change who I am. I'm, I'm a strong black man. You know, right. that's who I am. Uh, and when I try to teach the young kids I mentor, I try to bring them up in a way to respect the law and try to do positive things in the community. We have a problem in this country with the system over-criminalizing young African-American males. Most definitely. We, we, we have a problem with that. And for him to try to criminalize me, a, a person who served, you know, 25 years uh, uh, government, honorable government service, 16 years dedicating my time and money to the community to try to criminalize me over a $5.75 sign mm. is, is deplorable and despicable to me. And I've never said a negative word about him or his family during the, the entire three times uh, that I ran against him. In fact, I pray for him right now because the devil is getting to him. If the devil got you out there, <laughs> the devil on him. If the, 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 the devil on him. Because yeah. if the devil got him violated one of the top ten, you know, bad for <laughs> witness. I'm not talking about just saying it. I'm talking about putting it in an official report, report on, 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 on February 27th. Police didn't have that report on Charles Nathan. But on February 28th, there's a report on me. I'm not going to sit for that. Right. I'm not going to just sit back and let myself be criminalized. Even right. though the police are not going to take this any further, it's a matter of principle to me. Mm -hmm. Because I got to let other as other young men, you, you got yeah. well, Don't yeah. let nobody criminalize y'all. No. You know, don't let it's nobody a, criminalize y'all. It's a history of it in this country. It's right? a history of it in this country. And somebody got to stand up to it. And I would stand up to it. Right. I'm known for standing up for what's right for the people. Even if it costs me personally or professionally. And it has in the past. Me standing up for other people has cost me. But in the end, in the end, every single time, God has turned that around and blessed me. Feel what I'm saying? So I know, you know, different people made out of different material, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and I'm made out of stuff that stand up for other people, not just for me. But we got somebody, somebody got to stand up for oh, us. Definitely. I know one thing for sure. Before this is all said and done, you got to come back up here. You know, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Have to come back up here. Yes, sir. I thank y'all for. Yeah, I, no I thank you, young brother. Um, I think I think that um, we just we just trying to light a fire under the culture, man. Like, if if we want to see change, we got to be part of the change. Yeah. yeah. And like everybody can't be LeBron James, and everybody right. can't be Barack Obama. It got to be right. some middlemen. So. That's right. Yeah. We just want to play the middle ground a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, and it, 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 and it takes as I go inside the interrupt, but okay. it takes a team. You know, I can't throw the football and catch it too. Well, you know, and somebody got to block, somebody exactly. got to tackle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But we all play our same. We all play our exactly. roles. We all play our roles. We can make this community better. What you guys are doing is making this community better. You know, well, you're playing your role. Yeah. You're playing your role, and I just want to play the role and, and, and try to help the community. And I and 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 you people watching, 
I want y'all to give me some questions. You know, give me some tough questions. I want, I love tough questions because iron sharpens iron. Right. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm willing to lay myself out there and tell you a little bit about me, who I am, what I want to do. I think I've touched on some of those things. But, but ask me a question. I know some of y'all are watching. Right. Uh, ask me a question, if you don't mind. Some, something that, um, that, that kind of made me happy about the podcast. I remember 2016 when we were doing that Creature Peace, like we was begging for like, um, the new paper people to come, mm-hmm. and like now playing a role where we pretty much like direct competition with the newspaper. Exactly, right. and you and know what I'm saying. That, this is like it, it, that's that's kind of a good feeling. I love it. And y'all, they're actually the because we begged, like we was we was literally begging for like to just get in the newspaper. Like yeah. we was, we was calling there, you create a medium. Where, you know what I'm saying? Where, like where we could get information. We want we want to show people like we do more than just. Um, shoot basketball and sell drugs. Like we actually in our neighborhood trying to make it better. They never came. They never came. And that was that was that was, that was kind of heartbreaking for me. Like, well, but it's okay though. Yeah, because I genuinely love what I was doing. Like yeah. I, I was doing it for the parents of um, guys that had got killed due to gun violence. You know what I'm saying? That like mm-hmm. that that was something that I passionately did. You know what I'm saying? I did it with no problem, but. To not get that opportunity to like get a little more exposed from you know with the help of the newspaper, it was kind of it was kind of heartbreaking. Then not only that though, but uh, we had people like you, we had Mike Smith, we had um, Hargrove Pete. A lot of people came over there that was um, actually campaigning, and it was like. It's more here than what y'all think going on. Yeah. Like, it's just like when you, you know we do saying? the lock-ins and stuff, like you don't hear about it nowhere else. Like, yeah. you can, you, we advertise all we want with it. It don't hit the paper. And how many years y'all been doing that? been doing it since about 2012. You see what I'm saying? The like, podcast? Like, yeah, it, no, well, no, uh, this, this, this the, the lock-ins. lock-ins and stuff oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I attended some yeah, of those. Right. Uh-huh. And supported you guys. And again, that. like, all the good stuff there's that go on with us as black men in our neighborhood. Like, only thing we really want is a little more recognition. Like, we we not doing it for the recognition, right. but we want to do it to further where all the people look at it. Because some people think it's just a hood thing. Like, they'll think, like, what we I doing know, for Eastside, what Reggie them doing yeah, to qualify. Yeah, no, you no. know what I'm saying? 800 Thai plant, you get me? But it's actually for everybody. So, you know what I'm saying? We need that. That little exposure from the neighbor, I mean the newspaper, to now have a podcast where we can actually show up. Yeah, we can just tell and, you ourselves. And we yeah. can absolutely we, we can get bring you here. We can bring, bring you here to tell about it. Yeah. Well, and and, and and let me tell you something. I'm gonna y'all reminded me of how the hundred black men got started. Mm-hmm. In, in in 1963. Right. When the hundred black men got started with men like Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mary, Mary David Dinkins in New York, Doctor Magnum, and some other folk. They looked around at the community right there in New York, and they saw that they were building more jails than they were schools. Mm. They saw that 71% of the African-American men that were in prison came from single home with no, no father in the home. So they got tired of looking for other folks to help our children. So this is what they said. If not us, then who? Then who? Ooh, right. And as you're speaking, I'm sitting here thinking, if not y'all, then who? Right. If if y'all hadn't did what you did, who else would have done? Right. So you were supposed to do. Right. That's what I say. Sometimes when you when 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 things are meant to make you fail, 
for example. Somebody try to use something to hold you down. It actually gives you strength and lift you up. Look at you now. Look at what you guys are doing right now. Everybody wants to come on here and, mm. and be on your podcast. Most of them. Three of you guys are very successful. And this is just the beginning. Because y'all going to, I can see y'all uh, way up in the future doing some very more important things. Right. I can see y'all, for example, you know, uh, the mayor needs going to need a medium. Well, to dude. come out and talk to the people exactly. and let the people know what's going on in the city. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, you know, like even with the thing with this 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 um this, this COVID nineteen thing, I kept waiting for the city to put out some policies and procedures on on how they're gonna address it. I guess it finally came out in the newspaper. If you had that subscription to the newspaper, you know they're cutting that down to one thing. But somebody should have come on here and reached out to the community and told y'all. Or told us what was going on. Right. Somebody, okay. somebody could have come on here and read sure. out. Somebody could have come on here, and I'm not. You know, they did. They finally got it out there, and that's fine. I'm not yeah, trying to criticize. Right. They finally got it out there. That's fine. They finally but, got it. But out why there. not use this medium here to reach into the community uh, and use this good and to help y'all right. and to help the community too. Most definitely. So, you know, that's how we go. We're going to definitely try to tighten up on We're going to work on we're gonna, it. We're going to definitely start reaching out a little further. Because huh? I, you know quite frankly, I, I, you know, if, you know, uh, when I'm successful, okay. I should say. I like right to, around the corner. Yeah, when I'm successful, I'd like to be able to come on here on a regular basis mm -hmm. and, reach out, and, and reach out to the community and, and let the community know what's going on. I don't have an open door policy up there, and I want to be able to... <laughs> And I want to be able to keep the community informed. Like, I don't want like, no secret stuff. It kicked off. That's all good. It done kicked off. Listen, man, we're going we gonna <laughs> to... Listen, man, um, I'm going to have to email my guy, Brock. Yeah, but I don't know y'all quite Facebook. know him, you know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a very... Oh, um, that's your brother. Nah, he's talking about the real Brock. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let him know to donate his old iPhone to Reggie. Yeah, that's why I need a new iPhone. Yeah, because Reggie need an iPhone every two weeks. Bad. He, like that's everything. Ah! <laughs> I need a bad, bro. It's it's just it won't. It probably yeah. gonna kick me out before you open up. Look at that. Look at that. Man, listen. It's all good. Yeah, it's done though. It's done. It's all right. We're cool. But listen, man. Hey. Again, the good kickoff that would done pretty much kicked everything off for us again. Yeah. Shout out to old Reggie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But man, Mr. Layton, I so appreciate you coming through, man. Like I said, man. Again, like I told you, 2016, man. Anything you need for me to do, man, you already know. I'm down for it, cuz. I appreciate it. Yeah, bro. like I said, you so, know, once, once you went to breaking down, my family tired for me better than I could. I already knew <laughs> family. He know where you come from. I already knew who was family. Like, right, yeah, like we go oh, way back. We go way wait back, minute, man. You telling me, darling, your mama? Yeah. Oh, let me tell you something. That uncle yours. Oh, man. Oh, man. Was, now. Listen, man. Those some bad ball oh, players. Oh, man. I'm like, listen, man. Listen. What's how you know I'm the older brother name? Uh, 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 now you got, um, Sonny you got, Sonny you got Sonny Boy. Sonny Boy. Now that's what, the oldest. Yeah, Sonny Boy. Now Sonny Boy was something there. Yeah, he yeah. was the oldest. Yeah, that Sonny, was the oldest. Sonny Boy was something there. He was the yeah. guy that I looked up to. Yeah, that was the, the yeah. like, he was, and then again, like I said, out of all my uncles, like, like he was the one so that me and Dope Pop right there together. Yeah, see, they taught us how to be tough. Like yeah, Dope Pop was tough guy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, him and Butch was tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him him and Butch, yeah, Sambo. Yeah, yeah. See, Sambo, your dad. That's his dad. Oh yeah, yeah. See them, you know. Yeah, yeah. See, that was tough. But the one that had the the brains though was like Sunny Boy. 
That boy, yeah. son, son, that boy had he. Now don't get him twisted. He won weak, but no, but not at the same time. Oh, he's smart dude. Yeah, he, I remember he, him in Carey Dawson High School. Yeah, yeah, but I'm telling you, mm-hmm. way back then, this is ICSS starting now. Yeah, but uh, I was younger. He was older, but he was a smart guy. I mean, he was in with my uncle's name and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he might have been. I think he might have been like the class of '67 or '68 or yeah, somewhere. Someone like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhere now. So you know what I'm saying? One, one, listen, you know? once he got the breaking that down, I already knew like, yeah, this this family right here. So anything you need, man. I'm well, about I, I tell you, this call. what I'm gonna need is, uh, you know, uh, I'm need the young folks to get out there and vote for me. Most definitely, you know, sure. Because, uh, uh, and it's it's a funny thing, and and you know, I don't understand it, but. A lot of things I don't try to understand, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, they ain't worth my time mm-hmm. to try to understand. But a lot of folks uh, try to view me from the first 18 years of my life, and they totally discount the last 49 mm-hmm. years of my life. You see, everybody make mistakes, you know, when you're young, teenage. When I was 16, 17, 18 years old, I did what I had to do, you know, just like anybody else in the street. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. People, you're going to get into a fight or two, yeah. you know, you you gonna have a girlfriend or two if you if you have yeah. a cool, yeah. you know, and you know, and so uh, some of those guys, forty eight years later, still mad because maybe I took the girlfriend from him. Yeah, you know, back men do that though. Men do that. Yeah, forty eight years ago, cause yeah. he this this that was my nickname. Yeah, yeah and, and back back. Oh man. Yeah, you know, so some of them still copy that now. Right now. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and so you know, are, are we on there? Yeah, I know. Man, we we rolling, but we ain't on yeah. Facebook though. Okay, yeah, but yeah. some some you know some of the guys I either you know I had a fight with him and defeated him, or I took the girlfriend. Yeah, and I was mad. So, and so, but I left him, man. You know, yeah. I joined the Marine Corps. You was in California how long? Thirty five years. Thirty five years. Well, thirty years in San Diego. The other five right. years, I was in the Marine Corps. I was on you know I went to Cherry Point, North Carolina. Went to Yuma, Arizona. Uh, went up to uh, uh, Santa Ana, California. And when I got out of the Marine Corps, I went to San Diego. I got to San Diego in 1974, and I left San Diego in 2004, mm-hmm. for the last day of 2004. Right. So I was there for 30 years in San Diego. Man, I had a great professional career. I happened to meet a young man the other day who understood the brevity of my job. Uh, a lot of people don't understand uh, just the role that I had out there and, and how significant it was. Man, let me tell you something. I'm a shipbuilder by trade. You know, this is, this right. is, this, I'm, this is the thing. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I went uh, to San Diego City College. I learned right away that you had to be good at something. You know, I had to have a trade because we got to California. I went to the unemployment office looking for a job. They said to me, they said to me, what do you do? Well, I said, well, no, I done did a few things. You know, I did construction work. I said, I did this. No, no. What do you do? You know, and I said, uh, well, I didn't have a skill. So I knew right then to make it to California, I had to have a skill. But I didn't have time to go to no four-year college. You know, I needed to go get me a skill as soon as I could. So I went to San Diego City College and I studied shipbuilding and blueprint reading. It was a six-month class. After I graduated from that class, I went to work for National Steel and Shipbuilding. Believe it or not, the very first ships I work on are ships in the news right now. The, the USS Mercer with the Naval Hospital Ship and the USS Comfort, USNS Comfort, USNS, the United States Naval Ship. That's what it stands for. Those ships were being built at National Steel and Shipbuilding. You know those ships they're putting right. on the outside mm-hmm. of L.A. and on the East Coast going over there help right. with the situation going on right now? Right. I helped build those ships in 1975 when I, when, when I got out of the Marine Corps. I uh, also worked mm-hmm. on the Exxon Valdez that I didn't run on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, back then. So I became a shipbuilder. 
I worked for five years at National Steel and Shipbuilding, building ships. But at the same time, I was going to school at night studying business management because mm -hmm. I was actually majoring in GI Bill. You know, I was just, I was going to get my money. Yeah, but so, GI know, Bill was tough. Yeah, GI Bill was tough. Yeah. I was getting, I was getting, that was your play money. That was my play money, man. <laughs> well, and one, one time it was my living money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and one time it was my living money. But I was not going to allow that money to go back to waste. Right. So I went to a school, uh, electromechanical drafting school. I learned how to draw printed circuit boards and all that for 10 months. Got an associate degree out of that. Then I went on back and, and worked on and got a, bin, a, a, a associate degree in business management. All while I'm working at the shipyard, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I got hurt in the shipyard. And I couldn't do that. I, you know, sometimes when you're working a job and you know you're smarter than that job. Right. Mm -hmm. You know you should be somewhere else. Yeah. You know, that was, yeah, 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 yeah. That was me. I, I was working this job, eating that, eating that, uh, 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 that soot every day, you know, when I'm well, breathing in that yeah, smoke. Oh, yeah. yeah, and every night when I come home, man, take a shower, blow my nose, black soot come out of my yeah, nose. And yeah. I kept saying to myself, if this much is coming out of my nose, Think about how much, how much is going in my system? Right. Mm -hmm. So I ended up leaving that job and I went to work for the Navy. Man, I was making ten dollars and seventy-one cents an hour working for the shipyard. Oh, that was good money back, back, then, back right. then in nineteen in the seventies. Yeah. But then in nineteen eighty, uh eighty two, eighty, I left the job. And then I just for two years I just went to GI Bill. That's why I said we're living off right. that money. Yeah, in fact. And living off good women and stuff too. You yeah. know, I was trapped mm -hmm. down. You know, I was like, yeah. doing what I did. Yeah. And then I, I met my wife. You know, we wasn't married. She had told me, she says, uh, I'm not going to marry a playboy like you until you get a, a good job and been on it for a year. So I met her I met her uh, in 82. And, and, well, I met her in 80. But I asked her in 82. I got that job in 83 uh, and working for the government. And we got married in 84. I went to work for the government, man, making four dollars and thirty-one cents an hour. After making ten dollars and seventy-one cents an hour, right? So I dropped way back down. But guess what? I literally worked my way from the mail room. I went in there as a mail clerk, taking mail around to different departments in that organization. I ended up with seven jobs in that organization. I literally worked my way from the mail room to the board room. I end up when I left that job, I was making eighty-five thousand dollars a year. I had become the uh, supervisory quality assurance specialist. I was in charge of repair division. Every ship, these big navy ships, y'all see, that come into San Diego for repair and overhaul, I was in charge of quality assurance on it. You know, I had fourteen people working for me. You know, each one of them get up to ten people working for them. You know, depending on how large the availability was. I had some availabilities might have been as little as ten thousand dollars. I had other availabilities that could have been $10, 20000000 million overhaul mm -hmm. that I had to make sure that the quality assurance on it was done. Mm -hmm. And I became certified. Every time I was going through training, I got certified, certified coating inspector, paint, certified cableway inspector. I was teaching that stuff, uh, cable, how to cable installation on the ship. I became a lead auditor. They sent me back to Washington, D.C. to teach me how to audit, to go into the look at the company books and stuff. I was traveling all across this country, man, conducting compliance audits on various naval activities. I would be the only black in there doing that, you know, and, and, and I was the first black to have the job I had. I was in charge of every ship that came into <clears throat> San Diego all the way up to Long Beach. You know, and I had a lot of Long Beach, California, it's 125 yes, miles stretch. You know, and I was the one when the big carriers come in, the Ronald Reagan, the big old that's got five thousand people on it, when they had the arrival conference, 
and somebody's got to stand up because well, the rival conference comes. You got all these different organizations working to get this $40 million contract complete, okay? And somebody's got to oversee the quality assurance. So I'm the one who got up to stand and made a speech to the captain of the ship in charge of all these 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. Tell him how the quality assurance is going to be ran on that ship. Tell him how many people I needed for him to TAD to me. And I was going to train them, have my guy train them, and we're going to work them throughout the availability to make sure the quality assurance requirement was met on that ship. Oh, I had a job, dog. I had a, I had, I had a beautiful job. My office sat on the bay, big window looking out at the mm -hmm. ocean every day, you know. Uh, so I was, God bless me. And many times I sat in that office and looked out that window and said, this is the nigga they kicked out of school in Grenada. Mm -hmm. They never would have thought that I would have been where I am today. Mm -hmm. And I thought, God, how blessed I was to have that job. you know. And in the peak of my career, in the very peak of my career, uh, I was getting ready to retire at 50 years old. And I went, and I went to get a physical exam because I wanted to be out there with a good doctor before I moved back here. Well, during the physical exam, man, they determined I had prostate cancer. So, oh, my God. That hit me, boy. That hit me, hit me hard. So what I did was, you know, I went on and had the surgery to save my life, get that cancer out of my body. So I stayed there another year. God bless me for that because by me staying another year, I got another raise, that five thousand dollar raise that I didn't know I had coming, which increased my high three and which increased the amount of money I get out of retirement. Right. So I had it when I moved back down here. You know, I sat back and looked over my life, all the stuff I had been through. Kicked out of school at 17. Went to Chicago. Had to navigate those streets. Fight gang members and do all that. Going into the Marine Corps and all that. Being in San Diego still fighting. You know, doing what I do. And then had to retire at 51. I said, oh my God. God you know, why'd you help me? Why'd you save me? I got partners who got killed out there doing stuff I was doing. Coming up out the streets and stuff, you know. And you bless me. I got a dream home. I got a half million dollar house. You know, you seen my house. Yeah. You know, I, and, and look here, I, I was lucky enough, $1,300. I was living in a place in San Diego on the street there where they had the highway coming through there. And they gave me an opportunity where they matched money. And all I had to come out of my pocket $1,300. I bought a $75,000 house in, in, in 1987. In 2004, I sold that house for $410,000. You feeling me? And when I got ready to retire, I had leave saved up. They gave me $40,000 plus the money I made in my house. I ran from California. Come on back <laughs> down here, build my house. So I looked and see how much God done blessed me. And so I realized he done blessed me. Why he blessed me? So you can start helping other people. So that's, a lot of people don't understand what's my motivation. Why does he help other people free? Why does he have a giving heart? Because see, I promise God, you know, that I'd be a chain man from the man. We talk about going to them dark places and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and try to bring, lift other young mm -hmm. folks up out there. See, and I don't explain to everybody. Y'all, one of the few people, I'm sitting back explaining why I do what I do. Because most of them don't give a damn about telling them why I do what I do. No, they ain't business. Ain't none of business, man. So most white people around here think that he must be a drug dealer. He must be doing something. How, how is it that he can, you know, it's not easy. work, got this big old house, Ride around in a Cadillac and still not working. Man, I'm God bless me because I work for the government. See, I work for the government. I had a good job working for the government. They give me uh, half of what I, my salary was. I get that. I make more than teachers make. Not even going to work. 
See, then my wife love her. She worked for the county of San Diego for 27 years. She get the same thing I get. Mm-hmm. So you add all that up, we ain't got to go nowhere. Exactly. We. You feeling me? Man, listen, man. That was, hey. Tell you. Woo, man. Break down. Don't break down. We got to get you back up here. Man, listen. We got Mr. Charles Latham in this thing. Hey, we'll be here all night. <laughs> we'll be here all night. You hear me? No problem with it. All right, but listen, man, listen. Make sure y'all go click on that link. I don't care which one on you click on. You can click on the Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, SoundCloud. It don't matter to me. I don't really care. But I love it if y'all clicked on our phone. Click on our So man. listen, man. <laughs> y'all get an opportunity to go click on Masterminds Podcast. That is plural. It is three of us. Goo is a mastermind now. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but not only that, you, you know, you got a little more reading encyclopedia too. Yeah, but man. you know, my knowledge is your knowledge. You feel what I'm saying? We got about it. We heard it. You know man, listen, saying? episode 93. Hey, right, listen, I need to hear one of them jams. What you need? What you need? Man, we one. Because mm. it, it got to be one. It got to be one that's going to stick with me. Yeah. Long as it ain't down on bending knee, I'm you good. Up to, you put the pressure <laughs> on me. Yeah, you feel me? Hey, right, what's that key we was listening to last week? Yeah, you remember what? Uh, right or wrong? Is yeah, that the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How did yeah. you love right or wrong? Which one? We definitely going to do. Yeah. How did you put the man. pressure on Episode me? Episode 93, man. <laughs> Is that that thing right there? Yeah. That's that thing, man. We're gonna fade out the mud. We're gonna fade the mics out behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. You love y'all.